0: Well, River Valley, uh, I am delighted today to introduce you to my brother and my friend, the Bishop Howell. And I would you welcome him to our church, Bishop Howell? He is my brother. I love you, my friend. You're going to hear from him in a moment, but uh, I just want to talk a little bit about what God's been doing because... Um, we, we've done some things together in the past. Excuse me, I'm gonna get this ready. <laughs> and uh, we did some things in the past, and then I say that he's my uh, better brother now. <laughs> That's what I say, better brother. And you have been the pastor at Shiloh Temple International. How many years have you been there? 40 years. 40, that deserves a hand clap. <laughs> 40 years. Oh, man. And you, you, you've been there that long. and, you, and I, Did you actually go to North Central? Did I hear correct? I went did, Yeah. North Central University? Yes.
1: Nor, it was actually North Central Bible College then. Yes. Before it became university. But that was back 19-something. And,
0: <laughs> and did you meet your wife there? I know your wife is with us today.
1: No, I didn't. I met her at a different church,
0: (laughs) a different church. So you were
1: pastor in one church and went to another church to find your wife. We were just young people then. Okay. 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 21
0: and 20. (laughs) Very good. Well, it's, it's great to have her with us here. And, uh, what's amazing in all that's been going on, the pain and the things that have happened in our city and in our state have caused some good things to come out of it. One of the good things is it has developed this relationship stronger and uh another thing uh as i think this is amazing uh the archbishop has also become a friend of ours so that sounds like a joke like a bishop a pastor and an archbishop walk into target with their face masks on or something I'm, i'm just saying but it's brought us together and um you are one of the key leaders in minnesota i believe that and uh when I'll jump right into it. When George Floyd's life was ended on the streets in our city, turmoil ensued, chaos happened. And, uh, you, you just jumped into action, being the Bishop for the city. Walk us through just that moment. What was going on in your mind and what was happening in the city around your church?
1: You know, thank you, pastor Rob. It was a time whose time has come. And certainly we had no idea that God would bring faith and lead this moment in our city greater minnesota as well as greater twin cities but it was definitely a very scary moment because when we marched on 38th in chicago that was ground zero the area where george floyd was murdered uh we certainly felt there was definitely some other activity going on in warfare but you know it's amazing when light and darkness come
0: how light will prevail against the darkness amen hallelujah amen light casts out darkness (laughs) Yeah, and so all this was happening, and, and um, we were ministering. We did a little bit. Your church took the lead in the community and said, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to minister. We're going to lead, and we're going to do this. And um, we helped a little bit. Tell about things you did. You brought food and different things to neighbors. and
1: Yes, we opened up a food shelf in north Minneapolis where our church is located and opened up the doors to anyone and everyone who wants to come. Ironically, even this week, we're going to open up the church to the whole community. We're calling up a safe place, a safe place where people can come. They want to argue, debate, whatever they want to do, enjoy. But you're not going to leave her hostility. We're going to be praying for them in the name of Jesus. We're going to offer refreshments. We also have mental health counselors on board who will even give them mental health if they need that, if they just want to come and pray hallelujah they can come and meditate in the sanctuary and we're going to have an evangelist
0: on staff we
1: want them to win jesus christ (laughs) amen amen
0: so as this moved forward and it has been just something that has rocked our city um it, it could have divided us it could have pushed us further apart and i felt like god said all right with the trial coming up you've got to try to unite the city and i was like Not me, somebody else needs to do it, not me. And God said, no, I wanna use you to help bring a group together. And one of the first calls I did was to you because you're a bishop over this city and we got people together and um, I I felt unqualified to get people together. But when I told you I wanted to get churches together uh, and pastors together, what was your initial thought? let's do it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did he's been cheering me on and i gotta tell you there have been objections over objections and i'll even say um bringing the church together has been harder than i thought it would be uh there's various different views and and we said this there's and i i've said there's a hundred degrees of justice and i just use that number but there's many different views of what justice will be as the court case starts and I know that one of them will be picked, okay, and I've just watched this enough to know that the courts will not be able to give a, a, a just decision that everyone will agree on. We all have differing views on this, okay? We do, okay, and, and I said, when we get together, let's, let's try to bring the body of Christ together for call for something that'll bring us together because justice doesn't always bring us together. If that makes sense, love can bring us together and the love of Jesus can. And I said, let's get us together and do that. So that's what we've been doing. And if I could be even just really transparent and vulnerable, even as we've been on the phone, um, like we've been saying, how are we going to pray for this? And there was disagreement and there was weeping and prayer. And then there was new agreement and new suggestions. And we said, how are we going to pray for this? How are we going to come together? And, and, and I just, I can even just tell, even just, we we said, I'm just trying to be very transparent and vulnerable. We're like, how will we have justice? How will we do this? And what if it doesn't go your way? And, and what if our city burns down? And, we don't want people to hate each other and we may disagree on things, but we don't want hate. And we came together and just talk about what God was doing as we were getting all the pastors together on the zoom call.
1: Pastor Rob, God bless you. Your vision is what happened. Your vision was to have us come together and pray downtown Minneapolis and live river Valley. Listen, you have a great man of God here. Fantastic. Led by the Holy spirit led by God. And yes, there were some adversarial comments made because when black and white try to come together, we certainly have some issues that have to be dealt with. But you know what God did Through your pastor? His vision won out. We were able to come to agreement. We were able to say thank God for the love of Jesus Christ to bind us together and gather there tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Yes.
0: So, yeah, because what we're doing...
1: Ah, hallelujah.
0: On Sunday at three o'clock, at Sunday after services at three o'clock, pastors are gathering at the government center. we have the archbishop, we have all the different pastors. And then on Monday, all of us are opening our churches for prayer. And, and, and this is not a, a black thing, a white thing, a brown thing, a blue thing. This is a God thing. This is a God thing, okay? And we're standing together saying we love everybody and wanna stand together in the pain and the hurt and bring the body of christ together and that's what we're doing together and um jesus prayed in john 17 he said i pray father that they will be one like we are one i pray and then the world will know that we're together because they love each other and so we're just trying to show that in this moment we're going to love each other and we're going to stand together we may not agree on everything we may disagree we may have hurts and pains at different angles that we bring to this but we're gonna bring it all to the cross and let love triumph over that. We're gonna stand together in this moment. And um, I just wanted you to know that um, we're praying and we're believing for this. And, I, and, and, and Bishop, if you could share like things that, um, that are on your heart just to be praying for and to be praying in this moment, your congregation is much closer to the heat of the action. Yes. Uh, is there anything specifically we could be praying for? Pray for peace, pray for peace across our
1: area, especially where we're located on the north side of Minneapolis. Pastor Rob, there is a lot of anxiety right now. The city of Minneapolis is very stressed and tense. Just looking at the government center and seeing the barricades that have been constructed, it's a wow, okay, the city made a statement. They're scared, all right? And so we got to pray in the name of Jesus. Let us not let fear take over faith. amen amen and i believe that is where we're at right now pray for the north side let's pray for faith to take
0: and conquer this fear yes yes there's a there is a spirit of fear and uh as i wrote in 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 the book speed of unity in the the extra chapter that i had to put in there if you remember back uh not that long ago we were in fear many were in their homes wondering What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? There was a spirit of fear. We wanna pray against that fear and pray that love will triumph over that, faith will triumph over that, and uh, we'll come together. And so in an effort of, of brotherly love and standing together, we'll be standing together after our Sunday services. Um, I wanted my brother to come and preach to our church and to, to speak to us and to, to bring the word for us and uh, for us to stand together. I'm just telling you, I can't even convey, you see the love that is here, but I'm just telling you, it has been something to break down walls. We've got to pray that more walls will be broken down, more more pain will be set free, more people will be healed, more love will be released, more understanding, more listening, more solutions. And we're praying for that together. And so, um, I've said, I wanted you to come and preach and we'd be honored. And I said, you're going to have less time than normal. So it's going to be like an introduction for him is all I said, but, um, Bishop, would you, I want to pray. And then I want you to to preach what's on your heart for our church. As we come together with, again, all coming together saying, God, do something bigger than what man's justice can do. God, please don't let what's going to happen in our city divide us, let us come together right now in Christian unity and standing together. So Lord, I just pray as Bishop Howell preaches and he brings this word right now, that you would just help us to live in unity, that we'd stand together, that we would not let what has happened in our city divide us and bring pain and more frustration, but instead God, let your Holy Spirit fill our city. Let your Holy Spirit fill our state and with all the eyes of the world upon our city, May love triumph. May the church be united because a divided world needs to see a united church standing together in love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen Amen. and amen. Hallelujah. Welcome again, Bishop Howell, as he brings the word to us today. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you, brother.
1: God bless all of you. Thank you so much. It is good to be here at four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon god is good all the time and all the time god is good thank you pastor rob thank you sister rob thank you thank you all the Kitterling family to my wife and all of you at river valley come on put your hands together give the lord a praise sin said no but the blood said yes it was on that old rugged cross which stood on a hill near Via Dolorosa Street in Jerusalem, on a hill called Calvary, was not owned by a donkey, was not owned by an elephant, but the cross was owned by Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, which took away the sin of the world. (laughs) Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God, made the cross, the greatest protest ever when sin and justice came together on that same cross to determine the outcome of that trial. And what a trial it was. Every sin showed up at that cross, preparing to decimate once and for all the power of love, the power of family, and the power of redemption. It was up to that point, sin had the power to segregate, to separate and sunder the world in pieces. Since the beginning of the world, I read somewhere that this world had only known peacetime some 200 and some years, while the rest of the time on this earth has been nothing but a war going on being fought all over the world. Some kind of battle is in route. Men against woman, husband against wife, children against parents, Cain against Abel, nation against nation, red against yellow, black against white, Jew against gentile, Democrats against Republicans, north against south, dog against cat, city against state, the Vikings against the Chiefs, and so forth, and so forth, and so on. Sin did that. Sin does that. There was absolutely nothing in the world outside of a law which only showed how sinful we all were that was able to bring an entire family together to aggregate against the forces of hate and evil once and for all. Look at the Old Testament. It's like an old broken record. Here we go. Egypt against Israel, Israel against Edom, Philistines against Israel, Midianites against Gideon, Israel against the Hittites, Ammonites, Perizzites, Gargashites, Jebusites, Hivites, Canaanites, and the Permites. hallelujah. (laughs) Judah against Israel, Assyria against Samaria, Babylon against Jerusalem, Haman against the Jews, Look just how detriment sin was in creating a chaotic and confused state of separating colors, ethnicity, races, gender, and culture in order to dispel all attempts in bringing together a people of one, a family of one, a nation of one, royal priesthood of one, under God, in God, and with God. Hallelujah. Sin had its repertoire, inside its repertoire, that races, gender, bond, free, could ever come together and be what sin said. No, it will never, never happen. And sin brought his case to the cross, regardless how scandalous it looks, How ugly, nasty, hideous it looked to others. The cross was the supreme court of heaven to determine once and for all if unity was achievable, if family was possible, if love was powerful, and if the body of Christ was redeemable. Can the love of God spread throughout the body? Sin said no. Can all lies matter but the same blood? Sin said no. Can Jesus, who is our peace, who made both one and had broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make himself himself two one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were near. For through him we have both access by one spirit unto the Father. Sin should know. Sin said no, sin said it will not happen, can't happen, shall never happen. Sin said there can never be a family of God. Sin said there can never be a family of worshipers. Sin said there can never be love in any family. There cannot be beauty for ashes. There cannot be one body completely taken over in love and grace, and there cannot be forgiveness of sin. Sin said, let there be hate, let there be division, let there be subdivision, let there be bigotry, let there be hatred. It cannot, shall not, and will never be. And there it was on the cross of Calvary when sin brought its case to the cross. Sin showed up at the cross that day to prove his point and the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, also showed up at the cross to prove his love. (laughs) Hallelujah. Something had to happen. Jesus said to shed his blood, then die, then be buried, and then rise from the dead in order for a family to come forth One people, one body, one family. This one people, one body, and one family would then have to take his blood, not the blood of race, not the blood of politics, not the blood of animals, not the blood of another, but he had to take the blood of Jesus Christ to be one in the body of Christ. Sin said no, but that's not how. This story ends. Yes, his blood was shed. Yes, Jesus was buried. Yes, Jesus was in the grave three days. And sin was celebrating and said, he'll never come back up again. But on day number three, Jesus Christ, our Lord, rose from the dead and said, all power is given unto me both in heaven and in earth. Hallelujah. Colossians tells us he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. The cross had the last word. Hallelujah, 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 the cross had the last word, Hallelujah. hallelujah, hallelujah, And it showed hell, all of hell, for the first time ever, a body of Christ of one body, one glory, and one family. Race does not make us family. Color does not make us family. Dialect does not make us family. Gender does not make us family. But the blood of Jesus Christ makes us family. We were all sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard our despairing cry, and from the waters he lifted me. Now safe have I loved lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could help love lifted me god bless all of you in jesus name